We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. But it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. This week marked the 50th anniversary of the assassination of the most incredible man I've ever known, Dr. Martin Luther King, the 50th anniversary of his assassination. And they're all over the world, all over the country specifically, they had uh, celebrations. And, and it continues. Um, I know there's a celebration in East Palo Alto that's going to be uh, April 21st, a music festival commemorating the life and the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King. Uh, and I'm honored. And I'm also honored to have on the uh, phone today with me a young lady who's, we may find out she her, her family probably knew the King family, uh, Miss Piper Dellums who is a incredible woman. Uh, she is a motivational speaker. She's a keynote speaker. She's uh, into art and writing therapy. She's a, a victim's advocate of American Samoa International Day of the Girls and Domestic Violence Awareness. She is a survivor of her own. She's a writer. She's a producer. Uh, and I'll let her say more about it. Piper, welcome to the show. Thank you, Carl. It's an honor. Particularly an honor on this day. Uh, yes, particularly. I, I and I, I do. I do want to ask: Did your father? Didn't? Did your family know the Kings back in the sixties, or even seventies? Very 70s? well, actually. Um, Coretta was a figure in our home in the nineteen seventies. Yeah, Remember, would... my father was elected to Congress in nineteen seventy during the height of the Vietnam War. Right. So they were working together with Cesar Chavez and other political activists to end the atrocities of. Um, of uh, civil rights and human oppression wow. um, all over the world. Yeah. So, yes. Now, you, you've, had a, you've had an incredible household. The people that have come in and out of your household. Honest. Yeah. And, uh, and the things that you have done, uh, do you think that the, the uh, accomplishments you've had in life, do you think that those were partly based on uh, the things that have come in and out, the people who have come in and out of your household, the things that you were accustomed to as a child, the things that you learned, the people that you spoke to, did that help you become the woman that you are today? Well, I would say um, my my life transformation and the progression of my experiences, um, that would most 
definitely be one of the seeds um, rooted in the garden of my existence. Um, because my father spoke into our lives early about peace, about peace being the superior idea that the umbrella movement, uh, for all the movements, um, that the peace movement was the one that would bring us together under the banner of peace and force us to challenge all forms of injustice. Mm. So that was embedded in me um, early as a child, and I think that that most probably and most definitely is the heartbeat of my existence, but also life experiences, living all over the world, um, living in South Africa, the fall of apartheid. Remember, I moved right. there and built um, the first 50,000 free housing for Zulu Kosasutu, Northern Sutu people, right. um, under an umbrella called Amandla, um, and then I moved to Kenya, um, where I covered the bombing at the Kenyan embassy and did medicinal and legal for 5,000 Kenyans that were forgotten after Osama bin Laden blew up the American embassy. We in the United States only spoke about the 14 Americans that were harmed or killed, but we were there um, doing the, the work that Martin Luther King and my father and other civil rights activists encouraged us to do early on. And yes, that uh, was spoken into me as a child. Um, now I am a, a, a human rights advocate for victims of child and sexual abuse, domestic violence. I'm a United Nations delegate, uh, Commission on the Status of Women. Um, and all of those things, I would say, came together. But most importantly, I think it was the experience of the trauma of having my children when they were three and five abducted from their preschool playground, and they were gone for eight years. So I would say in combination, having an understanding, um, compassion, a mercy, and a grace, um, and significantly being able to walk through similar fires. Mine was an imprisonment of the spirit and soul as Mandela was imprisoned physically, as Martin Luther King was imprisoned by a system, as my father was imprisoned by his race. Um, all of those imprisonments um, allowed us to... Uh, to grab hold of a key of freedom and um, move forward to chart the course of our destiny. So all of it in combination is what inspired and what continues to inspire my journey today and uh, forevermore. So tell us a little bit about your journey now. I know you do a lot of different things, motivational speaking, uh, drama <laughs> therapy, uh, producing documentaries. I know you just produced a, a film yeah. uh, here in the Bay Area, right? Yes, well, um, my journey started, I started off with you, Carl, at UC Berkeley. I came out of Cal and NYU as a drama therapist, and immediately I was interested in working with uh, children and women who were victims of child abuse, um, uh, sexual abuse, and domestic violence. Um, but after my life experience, um, things progressed, and I wanted to incorporate more aspects of the arts. I think the integrity of the arts is one of the most healing tools in all aspects of um, societal need. So I translated my work uh, into um, a novel writing, a children's book authoring, and film. The first book that I published was for Viking Press, Penguin Putnam, and it turned into the uh, three-time Emmy Award-winning win Disney film called The Color of Friendship. The story was called Simonier. From there, I wrote 12 other books um, for children um, in the Congo when I moved to the Congo to build AIDS hospitals in a place called Nkamba. I authored the book, The Road to Nkamba. And in between, I was making documentary films, uh, one called Red Road, about the journey of um, the indigenous peoples of California, and one called The Rent Party. And The Rent Party was spawned by my moving up on a mountain in Idlewild and recognizing that there were a number of people in our small community who were losing their homes and didn't have resources to save them. 
and I remembered the Harlem Renaissance at a time when we were saving the homes and lives and and uh, prosperity of our people by by throwing you know uh, jazz concerts in apartments and right. soul food after our red light district jams in order to pay for people's apartments in Harlem when the rents were rising and they were attempting to move us out. So I threw a 22 hour concert on the mountain and we raised enough money to pay for the homes of of a number of families for a number of months to keep them there. And mm-hmm. I shot that as a film and one best documentary. I've just now moved into feature films. I just wrote and produced a film called Strive, starring Danny Glover. And we shot a portion of it there in San Francisco, which is his home. And that is a true story about a young girl in Harlem trying to make her way um, out of the projects and into a dream of being an attorney um, uh, studying at Yale University. Yeah. And um, the new film I'm working on right now as we speak is called Lost and Found with uh, the first African-American director uh, nominated for an Oscar, Diane Houston. She'll be directing my film. And that is a feature film about the abduction of my children. So uh, that's so, what I'm doing now. Um, so, so, uh, and I'm speaking all over the world. I I travel whenever I'm called, if, if it's the Institute on Violence, Abuse, and Trauma, whether it's American Samoa, whether it's um, prisons, whether it's children in Belarus. I just did a delegation in Belarus where we helped to rescue over 10,000 boys who were victims of pedophilia um, being sold and bought out of an orphanage. So I'll continue to do that work, and I'll continue to make films and write books to inspire and to educate so that we can grab hold of of all of these atrocities and uh, start a conversation, start a dialogue and start a movement of change. So, that is the legacy that my father left me. That is the legacy of Martin Luther King. And that is the legacy that I want to translate and transfer to my children and my children's children and generations to come. Now, we only got a couple minutes left in this segment, but uh, I do want to ask you, how do you come to being so altruistic is not even the right word for it, just humanistic, you know, loving and caring and respectful and honorable, dignified. Where, where did that all come from? You know, I think that all of these things come from two places. One, it comes from an extraordinary family. I was very blessed. I was raised uh, in an extraordinary home, had an incredible mother and father um, who guided us, uh, who loved us, who were there for us, a great education. But mostly, I believe it, it, it comes from having a knowledge and a faith of God. Um, for me, I believe that that is, that is our purpose on the earth. Our purpose on the earth is not to feed ourselves, but to be the hands and feet of, of God on, on the earth. I believe uh, my father once said to me, if you catch a cold in the Middle East, if you sneeze in the Middle East, you'll catch a cold in the United States. And that was his teaching me very uh, at a young age that we are interconnected. There's a universality of the human condition. And once we have that recognition, there are no children that are separate from my own. They may not come from my womb, but they're my children. Every woman on the planet is my sister. Every man on the planet is my brother. And the earth is my mother and God is my father. And knowing that that is a family unit and that we are all interconnected, wow. um, how could the compassion not go out? Yeah. Uh, uh, if uh, I don't help uh, another, I'm not helping myself. And, and you're teaching so in others order as well. To, mm-hmm, in, in order to propagate that truth, um, you know, I will catch a tear and heal a wound and find an embrace and scream and cry for justice whenever necessary. Wow. I mean, 
Piper, you have always been breathtaking to me from the very first moment I met you to this moment here. I mean, it takes my breath away to, to know all the great things that you're doing in this world, how you influence those who have the least among us and even influence those who have the greatest among us to, to become. Thank you. Um, and, and so that's incredible to me. Um, we're going to take a break right here and we're going to come back listening okay. to uh, Miss Piper Dellums and more of what she has done and, and has uh, to do uh, in, in the future and how she's going to benefit us and benefit the world. You're listening to Silicon Valley uh, Business Connection, and we'll be right back. This is Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr., brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com, or call 408-288-8806. Now, back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Welcome back uh, to Silicon Valley Business Connections. I'm Carl Welch sitting in, not necessarily for Carl, but in his seat at least, Carl Davis. And we have Miss Piper Dellums, American author, Piper Dellums, uh, American public speaker. But in my opinion, just Piper Dellums. I mean, she should just be called Piper. Uh, she is one of the most incredible women I've ever met. She's inspirational. She's driven. And you you come from, you said earlier, a well-stocked family. you got a tremendous family yeah. with your mom and your father and your brothers. Uh, but you have some yeah. beautiful children. Tell me about them. I do. I have two daughters, uh, Dylan, who is almost 23, and Sydney, who is 25. Dylan is a, is a fashion designer. She's completing her master's in fashion design here in Los Angeles. And Sydney just graduated from law school. Um, she's going into um, in international law, and she has started her own environmental company, um, she is a huge a green advocate. So um, in addition to wanting to ensure that our dreamers are left with their dreams, she wants to ensure that our environment is stable um, for generations to come. So she is advocating and pushing in all aspects uh, for those things to be accomplished. They're both incredible. I'm very blessed. And you have uh, you have two brothers or you, you have, I have two brothers? brothers. Right. I have um, my brother Eric. Right. Uh, yeah, he's the actor, right? Everyone knows from Homicide, Life on the Streets and right. from The Wire. Right. Uh, he's an actor. And I have my eldest brother, Brandon, um, who is a television show developer and a martial artist. <laughs> <laughs> so you can love yeah. you to death or just beat you up. Just either way. That's it. All right, t- tell me a little bit about the color of friendship. Rowing up, so. Tell me, tell yeah, me about the color of friendship. The color of friendship. Um, well, the, the color of friendship was a, um, a Disney film. I wrote a book called Simonier. Mm-hmm. Simonier in Zulu means we are one. Um, it was a story, I should say, in a compilation book for Viking Press called Open Your Eyes, Extraordinary Experiences in Faraway Places. And that story was based on um, a true experience in 1976, if you remember, that was the Soweto Uprising mm-hmm. in South Africa when Stephen Biko was Stephen killed. Stephen right. And so many young people were killed in South Africa. At that time, that summer, I was begging my father uh, a year before in 75 to have an exchange student come to live with me. I simply wanted a sister. I had my two brothers, and I really wanted a sister. Mm. And my father was doing so much work in ending apartheid. As you know, he wrote the Comprehensive Sanctions Act that ended apartheid, although Ronald Reagan vetoed it twice. We, we did finally free Mandela. Um, but at that time, my father thought it would be wonderful for me to get that sister that I wanted. 
And at the same time, we would allow a Zulu or a Kosa or a Sutu to come and live at our home in Washington, D.C. So um, the AFS program sent us uh, a South African. We expected a black South African. They sent a white Afrikaner. And uh, she thought that we were going to be a white family because we were a congressional family. We thought that she would be a black South African because that was our goal. And when she entered our house, she dropped her bags at the door and said, you know, she thought we were the servants. She Hmm. said, please go and fetch my stuff out of the boot and tell the congressman and his family I've arrived. And when she found out that we were the family, she ran up to the third story of our home and locked herself in one of the rooms, terrified. Um, But thank God we had close family friends like Stevie Wonder, like Alex Haley. Alex came by um, with the book Roots. My mother had her read Cry the Beloved Country. She would go to the Capitol building and listen to my father speak. Um, And we became family. Um, She learned not to be terrified of African-American or African people. She became our sister because if she were to leave our household, she uh, would have failed the AFS program because my father at that time was chairing the House Armed Services Committee. So he was so powerful that the AFS program said, we're not going to move you based on racism. So either you stay or you fail your academic year and go back to South Africa. But because of my mother's love and embrace, uh, the little girl chose to stay. And she stayed with our family for over a year. She did not want to go back. Her mind had changed. Her heart had changed. Her spirit had changed. Um, But when she returned... The Soweto uprising um, was just underway, and she started the first underground anti-apartheid movement. But we found out later that she was jailed, imprisoned, tortured, and killed. So she died shortly after um, leaving the United States. Disney, of course, ended the film simply upon her return to show that, that love and friendship and honor and truth changes hearts, even if a system has embedded hatred in them. And um, Disney did a wonderful job starting a dialogue of of racism and bigotry and introducing apartheid to mainstream America. So it was a wonderful film. Now, I I couldn't pronounce the word. That's why I said um, the Disney, the color of friendship. I couldn't pronounce the word Simone. Is that how you say Uh it? Simone. And and what does it stand for again? Simunye in Zulu means we are one. We are one. That's incredible. Um, Right. And you. That's the umbrella of truth over all of us. And we are one. So, and you work with the United Nations as an ambassador as well. Um, I was a delegate, a delegate um, okay. um, UN delegate, CSW, which is the Commission on the Status of Women. And I'm really grateful for that honor. Um, uh, that delegation, we were dealing with everything from, uh, from genital mutilation in Africa to human trafficking to domestic violence to inequality in the workplace. And, and as you recognize now, that wind of change is taking over. I mean, it's becoming a hurricane in our Mm -hmm. society. We're finally, finally addressing these issues of abuses against women and abuses against children. So that delegation led me um, to American Samoa, to South Africa, to Israel, to Belarus, and all over the United States, where I could work with um, victims and survivors and advocate um, for change and justice. And you've done a lot of work with... um and fighting against child abuse, domestic abuse, sexual abuse, yes. uh, addiction, and trauma. You've done a lot of work uh, worldwide um, yes. against that, fighting against that. Do you, do you, I'm sorry? Ask, 
Do I didn't you hear the question? You've done a lot of work fighting against that. Do you do you feel as though the work that you're doing, as, as you just said, now you're beginning to see uh, the fruition of your the fruits of your labor. Do you see yeah. that work as um, and and the people that are doing it? Do you see that as been beneficial to the to the entire hatred in, in the world for that? I'm not. Well, I I do believe that change always starts with one. And the work that I do, although I'm, oftentimes I'm speaking to huge audiences, thousands, tens of thousands, Q&As, the most important work that I do is when I introduce my curriculum, my drama therapy curriculum, um, and I get to work one-on-one um, with, with victims. Um, if you change one life, you know, you're starting a ripple effect in society. So it's the one-on-one exchange, and I've done one-on-one with thousands, and I do believe that, that yes, it is making a difference, because if I could take 200 women off the streets, if I could rescue 1,000 children from child abuse, I mean, imagine the effects, that, that the, the ripple effect that they have in the world. You know, it, it is, it, I, I don't even think we can begin to address um, um, what changes occur when we take the time to heal one person. Mm-hmm. I was a survivor. I'm a rape survivor myself. So I, I, I wasn't simply doing this work out of, um, you know, compassion. Um, uh, it, it wasn't just a construct. It was an experience. And so I understand um, survival on a cellular level. I understand pain. I understand trauma. I understand what it means to stand in the center of a fire and not know if it's going to be extinguished. But I also understand the feeling of having one person advocate for me, which allowed me to ascend out of the fire to a mountaintop so that I could view the world differently, not from a perspective of victimization, but from a perspective of survival. And and, And and, oftentimes that's what it takes. And quickly, we we only got a couple minutes left. I want to know, I want people to know how they can find out more about you. You're all over the Internet, so it should be very easy. But what's the best way or, or especially if they want to contribute to uh, to what you're trying to do, whether if it's support the schools, supporting um, your, your uh, uh, fight against addiction and child abuse, if they want to donate money to a cause, how do they reach out to Piper Dellums? Yes. And, and, and also um, and I am open if uh, if anyone wants me to speak, to come to their school, especially to their, home, that. To their organization, right. to their conference. I've had teachers call me from their classrooms and say, can I send you a ticket? <laughs> so absolutely. The best way to reach me is via my business email, which is piperEAG at gmail.com, P-I-P-E-R-E-A-G at gmail. They can also find me in, on social media, but that is the, the, the fastest and easiest way for me to contact them and get a response. And my, my, my arms are always open. Always. I have a voice. Um, I have um, a desire and a passion, and there is no opportunity too small, whether it's to come and speak to two or come and speak to 20,000. Just give me a call and let me know. Yes, please there. reach out to her. I can I can be one of her biggest advocates. Her big, I am definitely one of her biggest fans. Uh, I can tell you some good things and some bad things about Piper. No, I have no bad things. Uh, but uh, um, Piper, you, real quick, so we got like a minute left. You flip the sure. script from all of the, the trauma and the turmoil that you fight against to children's books. Yes. How do you do that? I'm sorry, say it again? So you, 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 all, you go from the trauma that you fight to writing children's books. Yes. And we got like 30 well, seconds no, I, left, I, so, I, I, so I, tell I, me how do you do that? 
I believe that there's always a great escape if we can connect to our inner child. If our inner child is healed, we can heal as adults. Some of the greatest literature ever written for children came out of a place of struggle. Uh, Marie Sendak, uh, where, where, where the um, wild things are, he was writing about his parents being alcoholics. They were the giants. Um, Dr. Seuss, Stars Upon Nars. Mm-hmm. He was writing about, about people being ostracized and, and, um, and not embraced for who or what they are. So for me, writing for children, that is a necessity because if we change a dialogue in a child, we change a dialogue yes. in a society. Yes. It was the Lorax that made me an environmentalist. <laughs> Lorax. So <laughs> I wanted to be that voice. I wanted to touch the world like Shel Silverstein did okay. when he wrote The Giving Tree. Excellent. We- I wanted, you know, once a child understands um, and loves humanity um, in all of its diversity and beauty, then that child will grow up to um, to to push that truth and that yes. dialogue along and change the world. Well, so Piper, we have to start start with our children. Yeah, we're going to have to bring you back so we can talk more because you, you, you are 12 shows all rolled up in one. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I, I definitely oh, want to say... Have an opportunity. Yeah, thank you, Piper. The new chicken soup for the soul book. And yet, Random oh. Acts of Kindness. I'm the second story in there. Bye oh, okay, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, Piper Dellums, uh, you've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections and we will see you next week. Have a beautiful weekend. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected, Silicon Valley Business Connections.